0: To get started, learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Take your business further with a smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash card. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, March 9th. Now, yesterday was International Women's Day. I don't want the celebration to stop, so we're going to keep Putting the women first this week. In fact, today we're going to have another woman who will be joining us as a potential um, happy consumer of Jill's live advice. We're going to say potential. I haven't done it yet. As you know, this is the program that attempts to take the mystery out of your financial life. And I do that with my partner, Mark, who runs the program. We're both certified financial planners. If you guys have financial questions, we want to hear from you. Send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you happen to be on our website because you're poking around and looking at different stuff that's there and you have a question, there's a contact button. It's very easy. So today, without further ado, we have Anu, who's on the line from Atlanta. Welcome to Jill on Money. Anu, what can we do for you? Hi, Jill. I just want
1: to say thank you so much. I'm super excited to be on your call. So thank you. I had some uh, questions
0: for you about some future planning. Okay, tell me tell me a little bit about yourself. How old are you?
1: Okay, so I'm 43 and I'm single and I own a condo. Basically, I own my home, but I also own a rental condo. It's a place that I used to live and I decided to rent it out a couple of years ago, but I'm hoping to sell it this year. And if I sell it, I probably will get about 100K. That is like 100,000. And I'm trying to figure out what to do with that money.
0: Okay, one question for you. When you say $100,000 after selling the rental, is that after you've paid the tax that's due? Because I imagine you've made money on this, right?
1: Uh, to be honest, I haven't made a ton of money, but I've basically broken even, which is okay with
0: me. And that's okay. partly why I want to sell it. Okay, got it. How much is your current condo worth? Uh, I bought it for 270 Okay, is there a mortgage outstanding on that? Yeah, I put down twenty percent. Okay. uh forty three what do you How much money do you make a year and what do you do?
1: So I make about one forty five and I uh, work for a company doing uh technology.
0: Tech head. okay, one forty five. Do you have a retirement plan through the company?
1: Yeah, I get to 401k.
0: And do um, you max that out? Yeah, I max it out every year, and the employer provides eleven percent of my salary. Whoa. That's huge.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great.
0: That's amazing. So you're putting nineteen five away, and then on top of that, the employer is putting eleven percent of your salary. So whatever the fifteen grand or so, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And I also hope that maybe this year I might get a raise, so I'm hoping it also increases. That's fantastic. How much money is in the four hundred one k right now? Uh, right now, I have about um, two hundred. Two hundred thousand. Okay, great. And is this a place where you think you're going to stay? I mean, like you have um, confidence that your your salary and stuff you said, you know, you might make more. So it sounds like you're you're doing well. Life's good right now. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty upwardly mobile, so I I'm hopeful, yeah. Okay, great. Tell me a little bit more about other stuff that you have saved. So you've got 200 in your current 401k. What else is there?
1: So I also have a rollover from a previous employer and that has about 240.
0: Um, is there any reason why that rollover should go into the four like has the four oh one K plan that you have right now?
1: Well, it's very good. Um, I decided not to roll over together, in part because I started contributing some non-employer funds to my rollover. And so I'm uh, a little uh, worried about
0: co Okay. Very smart. Okay. You're I'm I'm on track. Okay, so two hundred in the current four oh one K, two forty in the rollover. What else do you have?
1: So then I also have a Roth IRA, and that one has about 182
0: Are you getting phased out of the Roth? Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, you're done pretty well. Are you doing pre-tax on your current 401k? Pre-tax on my 401k. Yeah, it has a Roth option. But Mm -hmm. my advisor told me to do something
1: interesting. He said, don't contribute my Roth in the 401k. Because he said, instead, do a end of year, you know, transfer. So, in other words, last year for thirty five thousand dollars, I put it pre tax money into my Roth IRA, and mm-hmm. I pay taxes on that.
0: Wait a minute. You put pre tax money into your Roth. You mean you pay? You mean post tax money, right? I'm sorry, post tax. Yeah, yeah, got it. Okay, okay, got it. So two hundred in the four hundred one k, two forty in the rollover, one hundred eighty in the Roth. What else do you have outstanding? What's going on in the sort of other money investment stuff?
1: So I also have a brokerage account, and that has about two fifty five.
0: Oh, that's great!
1: Yeah, actually, that account I pretty aggressively put money in there. So about two thousand dollars every month, if I can.
0: Is there anything else? Uh, I, mean, I presume just because you're such a big saver, you got a, um you've got your emergency reserve, right?
1: Yeah. So I have about. 30,000 in uh, emergency reserve. And then separately, I have about 80,000 in a uh, investment account. And this I just have just in case I need some emergency money or for a longer term plan.
0: You're socking away a lot of money. And I have a sense, mostly because you already sent us an email and I know this already, that you have a larger game plan that's afoot. Tell us about that plan.
1: Yeah, I do. So I have two real plans, Jill. So one is I would love to retire by the end of my 50s, so about 58, if possible. And my goal is not to stop working, like I know you always say, but my goal is to shift shift gears. Basically, I want to do something creative and fun, and I want to do some kind of uh, creative uh, professional endeavors. The second goal I have is that right now I'm living in a fairly low-cost area, and it's very nice. It's very close to family and friends, but ultimately, I think I would really like to be in a more expensive area. And I say that because the places that I'm interested in typically are very expensive, and I assume that the cost of living is just going to get higher.
0: Where are you thinking about and why? Either
1: somewhere in California Mm -hmm. or somewhere in New England. And what I mean by New England is either, you know, Boston, New York City, uh, Providence. These are areas that I know are very beautiful, but also the cost of living has gone up quite a bit. And the reason I'm interested is because I have lots of connections there and I just think it would be a lot of fun.
0: I spent 10 years in New England. It is crazy there. I mean, the people are very weird. I'm just going to say this right now for all my New Englanders listening, bad winters, just saying, bad winters. And um, people are a little strange. They sort of are quiet and they can be tough, but you know, in New York, we want you to move to New York. That's it. We're going to be the rallying cry that you should move to New York, come to New York City. We'd love to have you on. Really, okay. I want. I, mean, I invite you to try this. It is the center of the universe, and at least for us. All right. So I presume you said you've got an advisor you work with, and you sound very uh, focused. Um, I presume that when you ran your retirement numbers, the fifty-eight. Kind of works for you?
1: Well, yes. Of course, it means that I'm going to be living, you know, not an extravagant lifestyle, which I don't need
0: to do. Right. But,
1: you know, I'm coming close, I would say.
0: Okay. The idea, look, I never have a problem when people say, hey, you know, I want to do something totally different or at least have the option to do something different when I'm 58. I was just talking to a very good friend of mine from work. And he's 58, 59. And when I first met him 10 years ago, he said he wanted to be done by the time he was 56. And every year he keeps working. I said, what happened to the plan? He goes, I don't know. I keep moving the goalposts because, you know, it's actually not bad working when you know you don't really have to work. So I presume that there is like an opportunity where you could downshift, but hey, look, maybe you got to 58 or maybe there's a the interim year, some different things happen for you. Okay. So if you're on track to do that, the idea of moving into the higher cost area, of course, blows this up a little bit, right? Because if you're going from Atlanta where you can, you know, own a property that as, you know, you say you you own a place that's 270,000. I don't know what you could buy in New York City for 270,000. Mark, could you buy a parking spot for 270,000? So, you know, it, that's, that to me is the big hurdle, right? If you're going to go into a higher cost area, it may me that you don't actually, maybe your rent, maybe that's something that you consider. So now I've got all of these pieces together for you. And now you're saying, what do I do with this hundred grand, right? That could come out of selling your rental property. And I think it's as boring as put in your brokerage account just get it working for you because, you know, there's no real reason for you to um, reinvest that in the real estate market, especially if you don't think you're going to stay in the area. And I think that you've got a good game plan here. I mean, how much money are you actually saving out of this $145,000 salary?
1: Well, including my employer contribution, I would say probably about 50 something thousand a year.
0: That's huge. It's huge. I mean, so I think that this probably will work for you. Just, you know, your current asset level is great, you know, for a woman in her early 40s. Because you're thinking about downshifting at 58, you know, we have these gap years between that moment and the moment where you could actually qualify for Medicare. So some of the things that aren't going to go away in terms of cost would be health insurance, which you'd have to shoulder on your own unless you could get a job being more creative in a place that gives you health insurance, but you also have to obviously create a lifestyle that you can afford to live and that might require some work. So I think that your goal right now, and for everyone listening, if you like Anu want to kind of call it quits earlier, change your mind about the way you're working, you need to build up a very big liquidity buffer. You've got to have money that's already been taxed that you can live on, that you can use for, you know, your own health insurance, for maybe cost of living, to prevent you from dipping into your nest egg too soon, and the nest egg meaning your retirement funds. I applaud your your planning, and I applaud your ability to really think this through. So, thank you so much for being in touch with us and keep us posted on your progress. Mark will very quickly um, find out how many studio apartments are available in New York City when you're ready to move. Okay.
1: Really appreciate that. And Jill, let me just say one thing, which is I'm a kid of immigrants, right? And our immigrant mentality is that we work really hard, but I just don't want to be in a position in life where I'm having to work, right? So it's really about flexibility and peace of mind.
0: That's the beautiful thing. I mean, that's how I feel also, which is the whole reason to work hard and to save is to give you opportunities. So when people hear me talk about financial independence, retire earlier, the FIRE movement, it's not that I I love the idea of independence and opportunity and flexibility. So that's the part of it that I love. I just think I've seen a lot of people try to retire early and it has not gone so great. So if we just call it, you know, independence and opportunity and flexibility, I'm all in. And so I am signed up for your plan, Anu, although um, Mark's going to make me work for 20 more years because that's how his financial plan works better. Okay.
1: Thank you again Jill. I'd really appreciate
0: it. All right great thanks for calling. Hey if you want to join us just like Anu and uh, you want to skip the line meaning that you want us to respond to whatever your question is, don't forget to email us ask Jill at jillonmoney.com, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com and tell us that you want to come on the program with us and Mark will do everything else it's so easy. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. I just spoke to his brother yesterday, so now I remember that I don't say that enough. And so Joel's great, and he is an award-winning composer, and he wrote our music for us, and that's very nice. Mark, he's our executive producer. He's also pretty nice also. He's a nice, decent guy. He's also the best executive producer in the world. We are distributed by Cadence 13, and we want to remind you to wash your hands to wear your masks, to maintain your physical distancing and to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back today. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.